occasionally this question comes up of, should I use a short code or should I use a normal phone number? And the truth is this discussion is a little involved, but it's very important because it gives you the opportunity to know what tool is right for your situation. Uh, I'm not in general one of those people that sees everything as a nail just because I have a hammer. Um, granted, my hammer is really cool. It doesn't always need to be used. And so there are times when a short code, which is not something that um, Fix Your Funnel does, is appropriate and probably the best answer for a company's situation. But more commonly, especially for small businesses that are using uh, marketing automation software, the local phone number is going to be the more powerful tool for you to use. But let's go through and talk about some of the differences in today's episode because I think it'll be really helpful for you to know why and when you might want to use a short code versus a normal phone number or why you might want to use a normal phone number because a lot of the things that you might assume right off the bat actually aren't what they seem like. So when I first got involved with text messaging, and by the way, I want to just as a quick aside, you can find my little topic about this in my book, The Messaging Connection, on page 41. I go into what I call old school texting, and that is the short code. But when I first got involved with text messaging, I started working with a company that provided short code text messages. So that's where I actually got my start in texting, was using the short code. In fact, they came to us and asked if uh, if we would create an integration for Infusionsoft for their short code. And uh, this was to replace one that a guy named Tyler Garns, who you should probably know, he runs Box Out Marketing, had written while he was working at Infusionsoft. And so this is the next generation of their platform. They needed someone to write it. So I wrote it and we started working with the short codes for lead capture and events, for sending out messages and stuff like that. And immediately I ran into some pretty serious barriers that bothered me. And interestingly enough, the guy that turned me on to local phone numbers was Craig Jacobson of San Diego fame who I had mentioned a little bit earlier in one of my other episodes. And Craig's like, hey, you should probably check out local phone numbers. There's ways for you to use them for texting because I know you're doing the short code thing, but I think that you could do some cool stuff with local numbers. And I said, okay, cool, I'll check into that. But when I first started using short codes, um, what I did quickly discovered is that people are not used to five and six digit numbers. I mean, if you think about your own experience with phone numbers, it started probably with you know dialing a phone number from your home phone, and if you're young enough, you, you know you may not remember the home phone, but for the older folks out there, we had a, a phone on the wall or maybe a cordless if you were more advanced and. You had a phone number, and if you lived in most areas, like I did where I was, you know, we actually memorized the seven digits of our phone number. In fact, my phone number growing up was 744-7607. And then you never did long distance because it was too expensive. But if you did need to do a long distance call, maybe to your grandma or something like that, then you'd have to dial in the other digits. Well, as technology and time went along and long distance kind of disappeared because of the way that technology shifted, then you got used to dialing 10-digit numbers. When you had to put in somebody's number into your phone, you expect it's going to be 10 digits. Uh, where I live right now, because we have one area code for the whole area, it's common for people to even assume those first three digits and just ask for the last seven. But th that's what we're used to when it comes to dealing with phone numbers. And so when you give people five or six digits, it kind of throws them off a little bit because that's not how their mind works. And so what I found was uh, when I would present you know, a keyword 
keyword, which wasn't the best keyword because I had to compete with other people on the short code for keywords. But when I presented that keyword in that short code, uh, what would end up happening is after I got off the stage, I'd have people that wanted what I was offering come up to me and say, hey, so you didn't put all the numbers on there. How do I get the rest of the numbers? And I was like, oh, shoot. But this was because people are not totally accustomed to five and six digit numbers in their daily interaction with text messaging or the phone. And so that was kind of the first thing I realized that got me looking at normal phone numbers as an alternative to short codes. But short codes weren't created short because they wanted them to look weird to people. It was actually because businesses were coming to telecoms and saying, hey, we want to send high volumes of text messages that are promotional text messages. What do we got to do to be able to get these messages going over your networks? And so the carriers uh, identified a separate track that would be appropriate for large businesses wanting to do massive marketing and They instituted cost and rules and regulations all around that to be able to make sure that if they were going to get this preferential treatment of being able to send massive numbers of text messages with promotional material to subscribers on their networks, that they would follow certain guidelines. And so those guidelines were set out and those guidelines then kind of dictate the rules of how a short code can work. So in order for you to interact with a short code, one of the things you may notice if you've ever had the displeasure of doing it is that there's this awkward legal wording that comes at you right off the bat and you have to reply yes and do all this funky stuff. And the reason for that is, is because they have to follow very strict guidelines in order for them to be able to send text messages through the carrier. And so that's why it was developed that way. And so one of its really great strengths in the place where I'd say, if you got to do this, then you've got to use the short code is if you're sending out high volumes of text messages. So in that case, you really want to be looking at a short code because a short code can send about 10,000 text messages per second or something ridiculous like that. Maybe it's per minute, but it's a lot of text messages all at once. Kind of maybe depends on the short code provider and what that volume would be. But the carriers have allowed them to send a lot of messages very quickly because they have to pay extra to actually run through that tract of messaging and get it delivered to your phone. And so as a result, you know they get this, this benefit of being able to send massive amounts very quickly. Now, a normal phone number has some severe limitations in that department as you're only allowed to send out one text message per second per phone number, meaning that if I have one phone number that I'm using for my business and I want to send out you know, 600 messages, well, that's going to take 600 seconds or in other words, 10 minutes. So if you understand that, then you can see why it may be very advantageous to use a short code if you're trying to blast out at people. Now, philosophically, and you'll get this if you've read my book, The Messaging Connection, I look at messaging very differently than those big corporations who, you know, by the fact of their size and sheer magnitude, needed a high-volume solution. We actually look at messaging as being much more valuable when it's dealing with conversation and one-to-one communication. And so Fix Your Funnel, while it does offer some uh, automated messaging capabilities, those are intended from our perspective to facilitate live conversations beginning. And so that's kind of a big distinction between the local phone number and the short code. So if you're looking to talk at people instead of with people, then a short code may actually be the better choice for you because that's what it's actually built for. It's built to promote, it's built to push at people, to tell people to go do stuff. 
Um, that has its place, I suppose, but in a small business environment, it really doesn't. And the interesting part about short codes versus normal phone numbers is they weren't really ever intended for small businesses. In fact, in order for a small business to start using a short code, they started forming co-ops of sorts, and then eventually co- there would be actual short code providers that would take that co-op responsibility and then divvy out because they saw an opportunity to make a profit off of putting themselves in that position. So you can think of a short code kind of in the way that you might think of if several homes were sharing one mobile phone. Not just several people in a home, but several homes. So take your neighborhood, and let's assume that mobile phones were so expensive that the whole neighborhood decided to pitch in and buy one phone for the whole neighborhood. Well, this would create some interesting situations that you'd have to deal with. And the first one would be when it comes to texting, which let's say this phone only does text, which is what short codes do. They only do texting would be, how do we know who is texting who? You know, we've got 300 people in our neighborhood between men, women, and children. And now we've got to figure out if someone's texting that mobile phone, who does that message go to? And this is the, the real situation that a short code deals with because it's one phone number, but it's frequently shared between hundreds or even thousands of businesses. And so it, there's this dilemma of, well, how do we know who's texting who? And so in order to accommodate that, they created this concept of keywords. And so you would text a keyword to the short code, and then that keyword would be mapped to a particular business. And that was a pretty clever solution for it. The problem is, while there are like 700,000 words in the English language, there's only a few that are actually pretty useful in your business. And chances are that those have already been claimed by some other business, either maybe a competitor or a business in the same kind of field or just another business in general. And so you end up with these keywords that are not ideal, weird combinations of letters and numbers frequently. And that end result is it gets kind of awkward to be texting the number in the first place, but then it gets awkward to type in that keyword and not have autocorrect fix it for them, which would you know add another chink in the armor, so to speak. And so this kind of issue became a major issue to me as I was trying to get people set up using the short code. I realized all the keywords they wanted to use were already taken. And so they had to, you know, kind of do this mental gymnastics to figure out a keyword that would make sense and not be super funky to type in. And that wasn't really a great situation. The other situation is a short code doesn't really lend itself to one-on-one communication because it was intended as a mass broadcast communication tool and maybe a lead capture communication tool for large businesses. The dynamic for one-on-one conversation, which is where all the money is in business, by the way, I mean, really look at any business. I don't care if it's a huge corporation or a small business, ultimately conversations are what create sales. Now, this is true if you go to the local burrito joint and you're ordering a burrito. You have to have a conversation with somebody to order the burrito. If you're a major corporation and you're trying to get this big contract with the federal government, let's say, you've got to talk to people. There's a conversation going on. And so 